Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine. And this is going to be a fun episode because we have two people, two Goldmine contributors, uh, two longtime writers. We have Warren Kurtz and Joe Matera. Now, Joe, if for those of you who don't know and you should know, is also a singer-songwriter. And he's come out with he has quite a few albums out. And um we 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 well, in fact Warren just did a review of Joe's latest release, and it's a little bit different than the guitar-driven songs that Joe puts out. Um, Warren, I think you called it soothing, which is yes. good, but because it's soothing, but it's not corny soothing. It's it's very intelligent kind of soothing, and maybe Joe, you can explain a little bit about it's not really. You know, you could call it a departure, right? But it's just taking a different path, right? That's right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I, I've always been interested in different styles of music, and I love diff- listening to different types of music. So even though at the heart of myself, I'm a sort of a rock and roller, I, I love exploring, you know, different styles of music. And um, if you look at some of the greatest, you know, um, artists around, they've always sort of, you know, taken sort of different paths. You know, that's how you grow as a musician, you know, as an artist. So um but this album it's 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 interesting that warren said it's soothing because it is it's 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 the idea is is i wanted to make an album it was basically experiment i was just mucking around the studio you know i came up with little riffs and that built into songs and in the end i ended up with this whole album sort of thing so um i I experimented with piano and sort of you know some electronic instruments and um i had fun with it you know but at the core of it um is melody i've always been a sucker for melody and as long as it's got a melody i'm i'm happy with it so but uh you know it's sort of a my my view of it is uh brian eno um sort of meets vangelis um that sort of style which is you know sort of soothing ambient um you know it's still got some guitar but um you know from what i've heard from now from people you know and, and reading warren's review it's it's exactly you know what it says it's a really enjoyable sort of a uh, soothing uh, relaxing album I would say it's uh, more accessible even than uh, Brian Eno or Vangelis. I think it's melodic. Um, Mm -hmm. You can, you know, in my review, I relate it to certain songs and other references. So it really catches my ear. Um, Joe lives in Melbourne, Australia. I live not too far from Melbourne, Florida. So when the next (laughs) hurricane happens, 
I will be playing Joe's album to soothe the family. Oh, oh that's good to hear. That's good. That's good to hear. And it's 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 interesting. You said um, it's a lot more accessible because that's what you know. Always with my music, it is I always aim for. Like I said, melody is king, and um, I think uh, you know it's it's important to. Uh, I mean, I'm a musician who wants my music to be heard by as many people as as possible. So I'm not going to go into a tangent and just play like a seven minute sort of, you know jam thing i mean you know that that's that's there's a certain audience for that but my audience is people just to as many people to hear it and enjoy it and get something from it and if it helps them to relax if it helps them to feel better if it helps them you know to get them through like you said for a hurricane fantastic it's it's my work's done <laughs> well i love how warren compares one song uh the acoustic brick by brick to uh year of the cat which you <laughs> You will like that reference, right, Joe? You're you're a big uh, absolutely, fan of yeah. That. That, now, brick by brick, there's only there's only. I mean, I play uh, on, on this. Okay, so there's I play all the all the tracks and most of the all his instruments, but there's a couple of tracks where, for example, brick by brick, the start of it, the piano part is played by a, a German friend of mine called Janos, who are absolutely fantastic pianist. And um, you know, he 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 heard the track and he wanted to play something for the intro, and I thought, okay, we'll do that. So, but um. When he played that, I really loved it, and I thought, right, that's got to go go along to it. So, uh, but yes, it's got that vibe of Year of the Cat, you know, and uh, and I love Year of the Cat. I think Al Stewart's a fantastic um, artist, and so he plays the intro to uh, to Brick by Brick and the intro to the Seeker. So they're the only two tracks where the piano is played by Janos, and on the Osprey, that was a uh, collaboration between a, a English duo called Sidonia Collective. Um, so they play. All of the instruments. I just play guitar on that one, and um, and I co-wrote the song with with the uh, with the guys, um, especially the chord progression and, and some of the melody. So um, so that's basically a very much collaborative effort. But all the other tracks, it's all me. Yeah, one um, you could see here how Warren. Maybe you could talk a little bit about your feelings. Uh, you you talked about Beach Boys' pet sounds. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know with with. Sure, with the Osprey, that's what I remember. You know, when I hear Pet Sounds, there's an instrumental on there called Let's Go Away for a While. And when uh, we asked Joe to do his 10 albums that changed his life, he talked about Pet Sounds as perhaps his first album. And I can hear, you know, maybe embedded references uh, to that particular song or that album. And so it has a nice, again, relaxing feel to it. And uh, yeah, Pet's Pet Sounds and the Osprey, to me, go together. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, look, like you said, the Beach Boys album is was my very first album, and uh, it left that huge imprint on me, you know, and everything that I do. And, uh, you know, it's been years since I, I last heard it, but I had another listen to the track. And, yeah, look, you know, I, I, I sent the demo to the guys, and the demo was just basically a guitar part with, you know, some melodies, and, 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 they, and they did the rest. So... It's interesting that you mentioned the Beach Boys because, uh, you know, obviously they must have picked up on my on my vibe on that um, because, it, you know, I heard the final version when they sent it to me. I thought, well, this is great, you know. But, um, yeah, it's good. And, you know, listening back to it, I go, yeah, I can hear what Warren means by this. And, Warren, you also compare the guitar to, um, you know, Steve Cropper, um, which is which is a good comparison, uh, and yeah. Chase Leaves. So, it, it, yeah, you know, Chasing Leaves, there's a couple of 60s songs. One is Cast Your Fate to the Wind by Sounds Orchestral. And then there's also Hang Em High. Um, it, but there's a Booker T version of that, of, mm -hmm. of that Spaghetti Western song. 
on the Stacks label. And uh, so Steve's got this bouncy guitar. And that's what I was reminded of uh, with Chasing Leaves, which uh, also there's a video for Chasing Leaves as well uh, that our listeners can uh, watch mm-hmm. online too. In fact, after yeah. listeners, after after this podcast episode, you can go to a review that Warren has written about the album, and we'll have a video, like Warren said, of Chasing Leaves. You can sample Joe's work. Um, now, Joe, let's talk about some of your other work, um, and then we'll talk about Possum Records a little bit. But let's talk yeah. about some of your, what, um, okay, at the beginning we called Guitar Driven, what we meant by that is more of a rock sound. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could talk about some of the other albums you have. Done. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. So the other albums is that uh, there's uh, reissues have just been put out by Renaissance Records in the States, who are, as you would know, are, are a reissue out label. They've done a lot of reissues of, you know, everybody from ELO to Girls School to um, the band Night. Fantastic. They do fantastic work on the. Uh, on the reissues and um look they uh they you know they just they came to me and said you know we really like your stuff we want to reissue your first two uh releases which was uh slave the fingers which came out in 2011 and creature of habit which came out in 2012 so it's you know it's perfect sort of 10th anniversary type thing so um so they've been reissued and uh there's some new liner notes written by a a, a really a good friend of mine and a, he's a famous author of um his name's Mick Middles. He, he used to write for the Sounds magazine in the 80s and The Guardian, and he's the author of uh, books on the four and um, Joy Division. So he uh, wrote some liner notes for me, which is fantastic, and um, this revised artwork. And also there's a brand-new recorded instrumental as a bonus track. It's uh, it, I released a track a few years ago called Only One, and uh, so I've done a, uh, an instrumental version of that, which fits perfectly with this uh, reissue. So, yeah, look, you know. And all this stuff is very much um, in the style of Gary Moore, Joe Satriani, Invane Malmsteen. That's sort of, if you love that sort of instrumental sort of uh, stuff, you're going to like it. The only difference is it's not really shredding stuff. It's much more, as Warren said about my other album, but accessible, very accessible. Lots of melodies, um, lots of riffs. So even though, you know, you might get the feel of Invane Malmsteen, there's not going to be a million notes in there. It's going to be... <laughs> You know, fantastic. So, um, yeah, and look, I've got a couple of guests on on the uh, original track. Um, one of them is uh Tony Dolan from the band Venom, black metal band. He uh he played oh, yeah. bass on, yeah, he played bass on a lot of the uh all the tracks on uh, Slave the Fingers and a couple of tracks on Creature of Habit. And who else have I got? There is uh the band Smokey. Uh, the mm-hmm. guy, what's his name? Uh, Mick McConnell, the guitarist. He does a guitar solo on the track Outland and also Slave the Fingers. And the other guest is a guy called Rick Brewster from Australian band The Angels, who in the States are known as Angel City. And they sort of were sort of, I think they were sort of part of the influential um, bands along with Rose Tattoo on Guns N' Roses. So he plays a uh, guitar solo on the track uh, Face Off. And all the rest is basically um, my guitar parts. I do all the leads and all the rhythms. And, and you know, with Face Off, also there's harmonies. So it's a, it's an instrumental mm-hmm. album, but you can hear this harmonic guitar stuff go on, kind of like what you hear with Boston, you know, where, whether it's Tom and Gary or Tom and Barry back in the old days. And that is uh, just a wonderful blend. Face Off is my favorite on that new CD. It's just uh it, it takes me back uh, to the 70s in, in sound, and I love it. 
Oh, fantastic. Oh, look, I, I love Boston. Boston, one of my favourite rock bands. I mean, I love Harmony stuff. I love Thin Lizzy, which is, as, as you said, Face Off and a lot of the other tracks on the, on the, on that uh, reissue, they've got a lot of sort of uh, twin leads. I had to sit down and work out all the leads. It was, it was really interesting to, um, you know, sort of work this stuff out and, and play along to yourself and, you know, hear what you want to hear. Um, uh, There's also parts that will recall Richie Blackmore. I mean, I love Richie Blackmore, sort of uh, those sort of two-note riffs that he did, like in Smoke in the Water and um, Knocking on My Back Door. I love those sort of riffs. So you'll hear a lot of that on that. Um, you, uh, you, I'm trying to remember what you just said. I like, the Gary, Moore, I like the Gary Moore than Lizzie. Um, I th- you know, that reference is good, I think, for your guitar sound. Um, that's kind of what it reminds me of. Melodic... A hint of blues because let's more didn't really go blues until after Thin Lizzy, right? So yeah, yeah. You have that in Thin Lizzy where more he's melodic, but he has a, a, a sense of blues. It, it's good. He doesn't. You're right. It, when you're bringing a Malmsteen, um, you you don't go over the top, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. you could, but who wants to hear that? I mean. I think Malmsteen's fantastic, but at times um, I just, you know, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, right. I, I agree. Looking you know, at as a guitar player, I mean, uh, uh, I, 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 I mean, it's it's really hard for me to say this because you know I have ultimate ultimate respect for people like Invay Malmsteen and Steve. I think they're absolutely fantastic technical guitar players, but they sort of bore me as a guitar player because um. I, even though I love guitar playing, I, I want to hear melodies. I want to hear something that grabs my ear and, and keeps yeah. me going, you know. And um, Joe Satriani's pretty good in that sense. He, he does yeah, he keep is. a lot of his melodies. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to uh, Steve Vai, I mean, I, I had the uh, Passion and Warfare album when it first came out many years ago, and um, I loved it. But after a while, I just got tired of all the technical stuff, you know. And unless you're really into it, um, it really is hard for me. So, um, you know, I tell a lot of my guitar playing friends that, and they go, but how can you say that? You're a guitar player. And I go... Yeah, but I don't come from that school of shredding. I come from the school of melody, of um, you know, the, the, like the shadows and adventures, and you know, all those sort of sixties and seventies bands where um, melody was king. So uh, I'm always going to be like that. Talk about some of your um, who you've toured with and collaborated with. You have a, a rich career as far as I mean, you've toured the pretty much the globe, right? With different musicians yeah yeah well i've toured um it's mostly europe i've toured um with on my own music i've sort of gone on tours i've done um what is it six european tours in in the last sort of um wow. over the 10 years i mean i was about to go off my seventh tour in 2020 until the pandemic put a stop for that so um and that sort of put a stop to me touring for a while until you know things sort of uh settled down a bit but uh yeah look i i've, I've played um in uh what poland czech republic germany netherlands austria England, um, Sweden. So I've played a lot of places. And, you know, and under, you know, touring is really important as, a, as an artist because that's how you develop your fan base. And it's hard work and uh, it's pretty costly in, in the sense that you're not going to, it's it's not a, a sort of thing you go out and you're going to make money. I mean, it takes a long time. I mean, uh, uh, I had to just constantly keep going out there. But, you know, I was, it was my last two actually broke even. You know, I mean, uh, people will probably be surprised by that. And I said, you've done so many tours and you're going to break even. It took mm-hmm. me six tours to do that. And when I was going out on my planning to go on my seventh tour, I was I was probably going to be the first two I would start to make some money. But obviously that came to a stop. So, um, but yeah, look, you know, Europe's really, really interesting because uh, they're open to a lot of different styles of music. And um, especially like, you know, bands from, uh, from the States and from Australia, they are very much open and, and huge over there. So 
my two main markets in Europe have been uh, Germany and Sweden. Um, Sweden in particular too. Um, really, they took to my music, which is uh, really great to hear. So, um, but yeah, look, touring's fun. You know, really develops your character as a performer. Um, gave me lots of sort of uh, stories to put in my book, you know, and that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, it's just fantastic. And you connect with other musicians and you see a lot of different things, you know. Um, and, you know, that will always come out in your music, no matter how much, you know, you might sort of uh, not say it's influenced. But, yeah, I'm sure that because a lot of my music, if you hear it, a lot of people say it's very European sort of influenced, you know. It's not sort of... um. How can I say, like, you know, uh, what they used to call it, the, like the journey and the foreigner sort of stuff, mm. you know, even though I love those bands, it's much more the spirit of Euro European sort of rock music, which, you know, it's great. But, you know, if I came to the States, I'm sure that would rub off on me and then my my next album will be, uh, oh, yeah, that sounds very much uh, American sort of rock. Yeah, you mentioned the book, uh, Backstage Pass, that Joe wrote. Right. And I think, and touring, being on stage, and uh, Joe opened for the Bay City Rollers. And that is such an interesting chapter. <laughs> yes, I did, Bay City Rollers. How can I say? Well, um, you know, I was uh, what, 10 years old when the Bay City Rollers were huge, you know. And, um, and uh, but yeah, they, they um, came out, uh, the lineup with Les McGowan, who sadly passed away a couple of years ago, came out in uh, 2017. And they played, um, what was it? I think it's. Uh, roughly 15 shows and 14 of them were sold out. So that's how huge they were still were. So I got offered to play uh, open for the two shows in Melbourne, which were both sold out. So um, that was probably uh, some of my biggest audiences because I would come out and uh, first of all, the, the, the audience was comprised of 99.9% .9 women um, who were sort of uh, still reliving their childhood. It was absolutely fantastic. And uh I came out and performed my, my songs. So I came out to an audience who was sort of very much unknown to me. Uh, but they they took to it, you know. They loved my songs, you know. A lot of them became fans of my music, you know, and, uh, and you know, bought my my album. And uh, it's fantastic. So that, that was interesting to two of those guys. You know, Les was fantastic, absolutely a wonderful guy. One thing he said to me was... Um, he, uh, when I met him, he said, oh, look, I checked out your music. I really love it, you know, uh, really, really enjoy it. And I thought, wow, you know, just coming from Les, that's that's yeah, that's a huge uh, sort of mark of appreciation from someone like him. That was a great idea to put out a book about your travels and uh, experiences. A and you could get it in Goldmine Store. Shop yes, Goldmine that's right. Goldmine Store. Go to Goldmine Store and pick it up. We got to plug it, man. Shop yeah, plug it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there's so many stories. Yeah, yeah, there's so many stories. I mean, uh, I'm I'm currently writing in the middle of writing my second one, but uh, you know, it's it's a slow process in between stuff. But uh, for years, people said to me, uh, "You've got so many stories. You know, why don't you write a book?" And I go, "Oh, look, maybe one day and that sort of stuff." You know, and uh, I always keep diaries, and that's what saved me yeah. to be able to do that because uh, if I didn't have a diary, I wouldn't remember a lot of the stuff. But diaries yeah. might help you recall stuff so uh i kept diaries and then obviously when the pandemic hit i thought well there's no touring there's nothing happening what can i do and i thought well i might just concentrate on writing the book so yeah and i look i, I gave it to a i sent the manuscript off to some publishers um in australia first they they all passed them they thought there was no interest in there um which i disagreed because the book's done really well in australia and uh this english publisher read the manuscript and said look you know there's a market for this we really love it i think what you've got is unique because uh the book's totally different to a lot of the uh other books that are out there in regards to sex drugs rock and roll it's more about the uh real life of a 
right. a touring musician or you know an artist and what what really happens rather than right. you know this glamorous lifestyle so um you know they and they, they've done a really great job in uh publishing it and supporting and um and you know like i said it's done really well in australia quite a few copies sold in the states um and elsewhere so you made good time in the pan uh during the pandemic now speaking of the pandemic um it's kind of sort of a coincidence that the lone runner is a soothing album as we god we're recovering from the pandemic right the whole world yeah. so this type of music you you're hearing a lot of more positive music now because people are just uh sick of the negative um because we lived it for what three four years right yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good point there, um, Pat. I, I I agree. I mean, all my music, I've always been about, you know, especially my vocal music. If you listen to it, it's there's always a positive message in it. You know, like uh, there's always something about my observation. I mean, I always tell people my my vocal material is uh, lyrically is is almost like a uh, Cat Stevens and Neil Young. It's always I'm not going to write about parties or you know sex or rock and roll all night i'm gonna write about stuff that's you know real stuff and uh positive stuff so um but yeah lone runner that's interesting because it is it, it my, my wife's got it in her car and she has not stopped playing it she said it just helps her to uh you know relax her and, and just put her in a, in a great positive frame of mind which is great you know because that's what i want i want music to sort of uplift you and make you feel good and um I think with any artist, that's what you want from you know from uh, an audience is if they feel good and love your music and, and get something from it well that's great. Absolutely fantastic. So what's next? Oh, next. Well, um, there's uh, I'm always working on projects. Uh, you know, there's some new music coming probably later in the year. Um, obviously, I'm still uh, working the Lone Runner and obviously now the reissue. So that's, you know, that's the priority first. Um, just continue, uh, you know, lots of great articles and, and interviews coming up with Goldmine, which I'm absolutely, yeah. uh, you know, honoured to be part of. I really enjoy uh writing for the uh magazine and you know you hopefully your, people your own column that's right yes in, in search, search of one gold. gold which uh you know i've had a lot of great responses that people sort of um message me um the latest one on al stewart um time passages i had one person uh message me saying really love the uh column i learned some stuff about the album i had no idea um or saw anywhere else and i thought well great because my idea is to write about what i feel about the album get input from hopefully the artists when I can, you know, track them down and try and find material that hasn't been, you know, written about before, you know, so it gives people different yeah. perspectives. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well, you have a fan in Warren too, who is also a columnist. Yeah. Yes, that's right, yes. Sides every week yes. on Monday. Warren is a very punctual man. He gets that out right on Monday. Um, <laughs> so Warren... Warren, what's next for you? What's what's the next? Uh, you said Joe's coming up, right? In a con one of your columns, we've got Joe coming up. We've got Dean Castronovo from uh, Journey coming up. Uh, the Standells, um, Eng Engelbert Humperdinck for my sixth time yeah. coming up. Frida Payne, you say six? Wow. Yes, he's wow. still he's still making music. He turned eighty-seven recently, and he is still making music. Um, we got Frida Payne. Uh, who sang Band of Gold, songwriter Holly Knight, who did a lot in the 80s. So there's some um, cool in the gang. So yeah. there's some stuff coming up that's, uh, you know, very exciting. And unfortunately, we've got In Memoriams, too. Yeah. And, you know, this year we've, uh, David Crosby is probably my saddest story because I had yeah. just interviewed him. 
And then I wrote the in memoriam uh, within a month, you know, after that. But we do have in memoriams coming up. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot will be soon. Um, and uh, and that column also, that happens every month, uh, first of each month for the artists who have passed in the prior month. Well, both of you are talented interviewers. And uh, Joe is like a Renaissance guy. He's uh, he, <laughs> uh, a writer, an interviewer, a musician. You do it all, man. Um, yeah, I don't know where you it's always music. Yeah. It's a passion <laughs> for music. I love it. I love anything for music. I love. I mean, I, I love um, Warren's columns because uh, uh, what I um, what the same thing like I said to you when people say, you know, I love finding information that's they haven't seen before. I'm the same with Warren's column. When I read stuff like your flip sides and your in memoriam, there's stuff that I go, I didn't know about this, you know, which is fantastic, you know, and. And uh, uh, it's just absolutely, absolutely great. And uh, I really enjoy it. And um, you can tell a passion in Warren's writing too. So absolutely uh, and well researched too. Yeah. And your search for vinyl gold, you always bring out the nuances of the album. And it could be the packaging. It could be, it could be anything that has to do with this vinyl release. Um, and I think that's special. And, you know, goldmine readers love that. So thank you guys. For your columns, thank you so much. Nice no, loyalty to Goldmine, and <laughs> good luck with the new album, man. Um, oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate. It. Thanks for that, and thanks for the uh, great review, Warren. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Four out of five stars. That's good, man. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I'm. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing that and let people see it. So, um, hopefully, yeah, yeah, people can check it out. And uh, thanks again for the uh, support. I really appreciate it. And um. Yeah, it's just such a, and you know, look, Goldmine is absolutely fantastic. I really, uh, it's one of those sort of, I love, I mean, Goldmine and uh, Mojo in the UK and Record yeah. Collector are probably, you know, my three that I always read, you know, and um, I really love, and I think there's a market for that, you know, people from our generation. I mean, uh, it's great to read about sort of stuff. And as, as Warren said, all these sort of uh, great artists from the you know, sort of passing away, sadly, you know, we need to sort of uh, capture information and, and their lives and you know for the next generation that comes they, so they need an outlet where they can read about it and read the truth you know and read yeah, the and you know something that... uh if you read an article where uh vinyl surpassed cd sales mm. uh, if you look at the top five um it's the new generation with you have very young taylor swift mm. uh harry styles but then you have fleetwood mac rumors because that continues to sell and reissues. I mean, it just continues to sell every yeah. generation, and I yeah. love seeing that. Um, hopefully, that continues because you know vinyl. And you also read there was an article saying that I don't know what forty percent of people buy vinyl. Sometimes they don't mm -hmm. even play it. Right? It's yeah. a collectible. It's uh, you know, it's tangible. They can hold mm -hmm. it. They can play it if they want because they have other. They can listen to Spotify if they don't want to play it. Um, but I think it's so unique that it's tangible like that. It's a presentation. How many times yeah. have you downloaded an MP3 yeah. and not known who the guys in the band are or yeah. who produced it or who played what? You know, it's yeah. really, it, it, it was so sad for a while when we were stuck in that MP3 revolution, you know. Uh, I'm yeah. glad the vinyl was back. And, Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned about the vinyl. When I, um, Back in the day when I bought vinyl, I would always record the vinyl onto cassette. So then I'll keep yeah. my vinyls in excellent order and listen. But the, like you said, um, Pat, it's about knowing you would sit down, read the liner notes, read who's playing. Yeah. Nowadays, 
you go to Spotify and there's nothing there. All it is is like, you know, people that check out my music, all they know is my name and the track, but yeah. they don't know who else might be on it, you know, sort of stuff. Right. So it's important to have physical product. And cassettes, another thing that's making a comeback, it's interesting because, um, yeah. you know, like you know, like Metallica did a, a cassette release which sold out a few years ago for, I think, yeah. Record Store Day. Yeah. I, did a, I did a limited edition um, cassette release about seven, eight years ago. Just, just you know, I, I put it out myself. And um, absolutely sold out within a few days. You know, I couldn't believe that. And, yeah. and the thing is, some of them had t- tape players and some of them didn't, but they just wanted something as, a, as like a memento and something that, yeah. you know, it's physical. So it was fantastic. And, um, you know, I plan to hopefully do that at some point. I mean, uh, with this reissue, the label said to me, if it all goes well and it sounds well, they'll put out a vinyl copy, which is fantastic because I know a lot of fans have been screaming for a vinyl copy, but uh, it's got to do with, you know, it's very expensive to do that and um, you've got to be able to have the sales to sort of back it up. So hopefully that can happen. Right. And then they can find out, like you said, I never knew someone like Venom, the guy from Venom, the bassist from Venom was... That's right. You collaborated with them, you know? That's right, That's yes. The stuff you yes. learn. Absolutely, uh, you yes. It. Yeah. All yeah. right, guys, um, thank you so much. Thank uh, you so much. Pleasure. Thank you. And I'm going to say to the listeners, don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content. Don't forget to look on the newsstand for the magazine and go to shop.goldminemag.com to get exclusive vinyl. And also pick up Joe's book, Backstage Pass. Um, Joe, how, how long has that been out now? Uh, it's been just uh, what's that, about a year or so, something like that. So yeah. it's still and it's still doing well. It's still, yeah. um, I mean, the thing about books compared to records is... um books got a longer shelf life so they never sort of go out of fashion sort of thing no. so um yeah so that's why we're we're gonna plug it now that's it's, right plug it get, release, get the book man. get it absolutely yes <laughs> all <laughs> right guys gold mine store thank you so much Oh, you're just starting your day and warren and i are ending it so have <laughs> a good weekend <laughs> you too have a good weekend all the best i'll talk to you both soon okay thank thank you thank you It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.